Hey guys, it's Adrian from the Theatre Freedom Project. Welcome to another podcast. This episode, I'm talking with Holly about social media content calendars, how to schedule them in. We go over some tools and tips to really save you a hell of a lot of time and energy. And if there's anything that you need to avoid as a solopreneur or as a small business owner, it's overwhelm. Um, you know, you can have the best tools and tips in the world and the best strategy, but if you are in a place where you're overwhelmed, none of it's really going to help. So we go through that. I will just say quickly, at the end, it ends very abruptly. And that's because uh, Google Chrome crashed on me. You'll see it at the end. It just ends. And there was nothing we could do to get it back. And we were at the end anyway. Um, I was searching something up to do with Holly's website. And (laughs) searching it up crashed us. So I do apologize for that. But you didn't really miss anything. We were on to wrapping up stage anyway. So that's why it ends so abruptly. If you have any questions or any issues, whether it's on this topic or anything to do with business or entrepreneurialism, let me know on info at the project.com. You can go to my website, obviously, the project.com, or you can connect with Holly as well on hnmarketing.co. That's .co, C-O, not .com. The .com is what I looked up that crashed Google Chrome. So avoid that like the plague. But without further ado, here's a podcast. Perfect. Okay. Holly, we're live. Awesome. Finally. <laughs> technical difficulties there. Isn't it, isn't it weird that us people, despite working so much in, Tech. in computers, we still, <laughs> we still, we still can't manage it. So it's not our fault. And I will say we've got to blame coffee for this one. Because if we hadn't gone to get a cup of coffee, this probably would have been a lot <laughs> Never easier. Never happened. <laughs> but I, I can't survive without coffee. So. No, me neither. But now I finished my second cup, um, and I really want to get another one. But How did whenever you you're watching this, so quickly? If, you're watching, if you're watching this live or you're watching it on the replay, listen to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Adrian from the Theatre Freedom Project, and I have Holly Nelson from the other side of the world, outside her gym. <laughs> uh, Holly, do you want to tell us a little bit about where you are? Yeah, I'm in the lobby of my apartment building, actually. But uh, the conference room was taken, so I couldn't um, use that. So we're just praying that someone hops on one of the treadmills and falls. Because just for comedic, you know, <laughs> value, of course. That's it. I, 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 thought, Holly, I thought you were such a nice person up until you said that. There was <laughs> just there was a person running there before. And i got to say, she's already hopped off. So she was only on there 10 or 15 minutes. That's, she that's not, she had obviously isn't showing commitment and dedication to her say. exercise regimen. Not new year, not new me. Um, Holly, how how has your week been in general? Um, it's been good. Just a lot of head down work and um, interesting meeting today. But besides that, pretty pretty easy going. How is your so going into the new year? Has it been has your structure been a bit more structured? Is it chaotic? Yeah. Being the new year? No, it's been really good. Yeah, definitely um, streamlining a lot of processes. Um, and it's like scheduling my day to day. I even, you know, at my, um, my roommate's behest organized my client work so that a certain day is dedicated to a certain client. So that's been really helpful in keeping me on track with everything. 
That's that sounds really good. That and this is related to what we're going to talk about. I'm not sure that's something that I could do. Um, we're going to be talking obviously about social media calendars, and I don't know if it's something that's difficult to do. I think everyone, I guess we're going straight into this. Everyone understands why they should do it, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people struggle to actually implement it. So why don't we, why don't we tackle it from that side? Because I talked to you about what I wanted to tackle a lot of. A lot of is the mindset side of things. Because mm-hmm. I don't think the social media calendar is difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. Yet a lot of people don't do it. And I have had putting a social media calendar together on my to-do list for over a year. Mm-hmm. And I know this because I found some of my old to-dos. It was back in 20, 2017, <laughs> actually, God forbid. And it was social <laughs> media calendar. So why don't we start with that? Why do you think, and you've worked with many, many clients, why do you think some people because not everyone does, but why do you think some people struggle to put a social media calendar into place? Well, you have to think about it like this. Every person is different. Um, There's so many different personalities. The way that you see and approach problems and develop solutions, some people are more structured just within themselves. That's who they are. And other people, if you're like me or like you, who might be more creative-minded using both sides of your brain to um, approach Uh, problems, you're less likely to be structured. And so there are people in digital marketing and social media who just happen to be extremely organized and structured people. And then there are people who are in social media and digital marketing, super creative and don't want that kind of structure or not. It doesn't come easy to them. It doesn't come easy to me either. But being more disciplined with myself and saying, okay, I know I want to work on this client specific project right now because it's what interests me more. I've noticed like me putting it off and saying it's okay, like it's it's scheduled in for Tuesday, I'll work on it then has really helped me get more done. So mm. it's the same thing with social media content. It's, it's like sitting down and batching it and putting it all together for two to three weeks out will save you so much time and headache in the future. So is there, I mean, is there any downside to it at all? Because when I started at, at your behest, putting together, I get, I just I guess trying to get ahead of the curve. So I wasn't doing everything by the seat of the pants going, oh, I need to do an Instagram post. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Is there any downside to it at all? Because honestly, when I started doing, doing it, I subconsciously had this feeling of FOMO, you know, like I'm going to be missing out. Here's a shiny new thing and I'm not going to be able to do it because I'm scheduled in for a week. Is there any downside to a social <laughs> media calendar? No, because you can also add in things, you know, in social media, you have to really be on the cusp, right? So if there's an event that goes viral or something, you want to make sure that your brand or company um, is talking about it. So like, it doesn't matter that you have content already pre-scheduled. If something happens, you can go in and manually add a post, come up with a piece of content that's surrounding the topic that's viral at the moment. So you really, you really, it doesn't take away from you. It just adds to you. And you're not missing out because you can always go in and make manual content whenever you feel like it. If you get a jolt of creativity or something, you're not locked in, you know, but it also gives you the skeleton for your month's content. You can remove things as you want to. Have you found, before I guess we get into the specifics, have you found in the sort of the solopreneur entrepreneurial space that um, what's the division between people who are, I guess, as you said, more structured and people who are more creative? Just as a general, is it, I'm curious, is it 50-50? Is it more creative? Is it more structured? Honestly, I would say in this field, more creatives than anything. So there, I would say 60-40 is what I've 
I've come to, to meet. It's, you know, it's not like a, um, in this space, you can get a nine to five in digital marketing, of course, and you are given like tasks that you have to complete and everything. But Mm. still, when it comes to content creation and marketing in general, you have to be, um, you have to be able to pivot and be flexible. And so people who are very structured have a hard time being flexible. People like us who are flexible have a hard time being structured. But more people, more people who are flexible gravitate to marketing in general. Okay. That, that all makes sense. I will give, um, give the viewers and listeners an anecdote and maybe you can help me. Maybe this is a, maybe this is a problem you can solve. So I had on my to-do list uh, to get the website together for the Theatre Freedom Project. And it turned into one of those monsters where you kill one problem and two more arise in its place. Then you do it again and another two arise in its place. So first it was getting the website. Oh, crap, I need something to give away. So um, I needed to, to create that. So I did that. Then I realized I had a membership site that I needed to create. So, I did that. so in those sort of situations, and so what I had blocked off as two hours or three hours became two days. <laughs> and that's why when you saw my Instagram story, I looked sleep deprived because I had spent my life in front of the computer for two days. So I don't think I'm the only one who would have a problem with that. It's like just when you're struggling to get ahead of the game in the beginning, it feels like a lot of hard work. What advice would you give someone that's in my position who's doing everything by him or herself and just needs to get get ahead of the game to begin with and they're going, oh, social media content, like I can't do that yet. What What sort of advice would you give someone like that? honestly to just bite the bullet (laughs) and do it because it's like you have you're always going to have a never-ending to-do list always you own your own business if you're running the marketing for a small business or whatever it is a brand you're always going to have a to-do list that's this long but at the end of the day how you relate to your customers and potential clients is the most important thing on your to-do list and right now unfortunately brands and businesses that don't create content are forgotten no one remembers your username. No one's searching for you on Instagram if they don't see your picture. Like no one's seeking you out unless you are like, you know, a major brand. So in my opinion, it's like you just really need to bite the bullet and do it. Content is the most important thing. 20 years ago, a brand could just make commercials and think about their marketing strategy on billboards and that was it. And now brands like Wendy's like could go obsolete if mm. they're not tweeting. So a content calendar is super important because, you know, you have to get all of your other things done. But if you're not keeping connections with your potential customers and potential clients, then the, po- the point of the rest of your stuff on your to-do list doesn't even matter. Okay. That's, I get that. All right. So in terms of setting this up, I think most of the people watching, listening to this are going to be actually people who still have a day job. Maybe it's not nine to five, but certainly they can't afford to spend their entire time creating content as much as they might like to. So they're probably time poor already. Um, and let's say they, they've got a business set up and they're wanting to grow it. And they're, they're hearing it. So they need to create a social media content calendar and they just haven't got quite around to it because they're busy and they're busy doing life. So where would be, where would you advise someone like that to start if they came to you, let's say for a consult? Where they should start in the process of content creation if they don't have enough time. I yeah, would and say. Just adding a bit of structure to it. Okay. So the. You know, the, the ultimate goal for each social media platform is like three to six posts a day, you know, is like what you really want to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not necessary. When you first start out, one post a day is fine. Getting just anything out there. So I actually do have a client like this. 
who's got a, you know, a regular nine to five and um, is wanting to start this business. And I'm just consulting with him on his social media strategy, not even doing any implementation for him because he can't really afford it. And so what we've just done is we started with a basic structure for social media, set him up with Buffer so that he could do Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, which is his most important platforms for what he's uh, targeting. And then he's making one blog post a week. And then he's turning that into a simple video. And then on top of that, he's distributing that to all three of his accounts, one post every other day. So he is not even posting daily, but this is what fixed into his schedule right now. He's just getting his name out there and the brand recognition will build as he goes. And the more time he has, the more content he can create. And then on top of that, I've introduced him to something called Zapier, which is a platform that helps automate things between your web apps. And so for instance, like if you were to upload a YouTube video, you can make Zapier connect to your Twitter so that every time you upload a YouTube video, it'll automatically tweet saying, just uploaded a YouTube video, you know, here's the link, you can click it. That's one less piece of content, right, that you need to schedule into Buffer for Twitter um, because you're already putting it on YouTube and then it's automatically sent out to the Twitterverse. So that's some things that I would suggest is automating things as mm -hmm. much as possible. And don't think that you have to hit this goal of like extreme amounts of content all the time. Just having something, a baseline is just important at the beginning. It's interesting. We're going to have to have someone translate for us because you pronounce everything differently. <laughs> I pronounce. So Zapier, I, I pronounce as Zapier. Buffer, I do pronounce as Buffer. Um, but we'll, we'll go into the tools in a, in a little bit because those tech tools that you've mentioned are a huge help in reducing overwhelm. Um, mm -hmm. And we talked about this. I think the solopreneur is often struggling with overwhelm and even the people who should know better. I mean, certainly the last week for me has just been, oh, my God, overwhelm up till four in the morning. Uh, but if we just backtrack a little bit in terms of content and people hear you say, okay, I need to, even if they're going, okay, she said I don't need to do three to six, I can start with one a day. But let's say okay, I've got a Facebook platform, I've got a YouTube, I've got an Instagram. Let's say I've got to hit at least those three, maybe I have an email list. That's already three pieces of content a day. But I want to pick up on what you said in terms of sort of repurposing content mm -hmm. because you might have three pieces, six pieces of content you need to create a day. But not every single piece of content needs to be completely different. Right? Exactly. Nope. It doesn't have to be. Repurposing content is so it, it, it's it's so important because you really can't sit there and make new content every single day, mm. day in and day out, unless you have nothing better to do with your life. In, even big brands repurpose content from months you know months ago. <clears throat> They'll repurpose it for other platforms. If you posted it to Facebook and you never shared it with Instagram, you could do the same thing. You can change a little bit of like um, the wording or whatever it is that you feel like you need to change. But repurposing content is your best friend when you're trying to eliminate overwhelm and really trying to streamline things. Yeah. And I'll just give people, I'm by no means an expert on this, but I'll give people sort of the flow that I have at the moment. I, I create a lot of videos so because um, I can talk in front of a camera forever sometimes too long. So doing a long form <laughs> video for me, let's say one or two a week, I can do that really easily. I don't need a script and I know how to do the tech setup. So for me, that's really easy. And that might be a 20 minute video, which goes on my YouTube. And then I can edit that down. Um, I can edit it down, let's say into a 60 second video with subtitles if I want to, and that can go on my Instagram. And when I post it on my Instagram, it can auto automatically post to my Facebook as well. Uh, I know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about turning turning the long-form videos into things like quotes, um, and then you sort of have your stories on Instagram pointing to your posts. 
Um, and anything that I post on YouTube can go onto Facebook as well in terms of the long-form video because a lot of people will prefer to stay on the Facebook platform rather than you linking them out to YouTube. And then it also goes onto the podcast really easily. If I've done a 20-minute video, I can rip out the audio and very, very easily put it onto my podcast, which mm-hmm. is a separate video that I will do in terms of how easy it is to set up a podcast. I know I showed you, Holly, how to do it. There's a brilliant platform. We're not talking about podcasting at the moment, but uh, a free platform called Anchor.fm. And brilliant. literally, yeah, you can set something up. I showed you in five minutes. And podcasting is one of the things that is really big at the moment. I think it's really good to get into, uh, but it was very fiddly to set up previously, especially, God forbid, if you tried setting it up on <laughs> iTunes because <laughs> Apple made you jump through all sorts of hoops. It's so cumbersome. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really um, – I mean, to give you an example, back in probably three years ago when magazines were really big on the iTunes store, the newsstand, mm-hmm. I had two magazines running, and you needed to go through an approval process with Apple. And um, at that time, my slogan had the word badass in it. I think it was like, be more badass or something like that. <laughs> now, you laugh at this. The first time it went through, fine, no problem. So I'm like, okay. The second time I needed to update it, I put it through. And it's a person, you can tell, because someone flagged, oh, you've got the word badass in it and this is inappropriate language. And so <laughs> I would have to redo my entire slogan and my entire business wow. because some person at Apple had decided I don't, he didn't like the word. I'm assuming it's a he. Could have been a <laughs> she. He didn't like the word badass. And that is Apple and I. I'm not going to dump on Apple because I have their products. <laughs> but in terms of getting podcasts out there, it used to be very. It was so let's yeah, it's highly regulated. Yeah, um, but repurposing content, you can build it into your strategy from the start. That's what I want to say. So it's not just something you take old content and repurpose it. Um, when you're doing a video, you you can then repurpose that into two or three quotes or two or three shorter videos. If you're not good at that, then um, I mean you're going to be. Play to your strengths, obviously, but if you can't do videos, then do audio. If you can't do audio, then do something written. You talked about blog posts. Um, so, for example, you can take a video and have it transcribed into a blog post. Mm-hmm. It's not too expensive. It does cost. Um, if you can't afford it, you can always do it by yourself. Um, or as you, you can take a blog post and turn it into a slide share for LinkedIn, and that's exactly. a whole different like a whole different piece of content at that point. It's a slide share. Like that's very different from yeah. a blog post. And people on your LinkedIn might not have seen your blog post. So it's like you really can do a lot with just one piece that's yeah. evergreen piece. And you can change it and just modify it for each platform. I think just on that, um, so let's say we're begin- someone's just begun. They haven't just begun. They've got a business and 2019 is a year they want to blow it up um, in a good way, not a bad way. In terms <laughs> of picking platforms to go on. So we've talked about Facebook, Instagram, obviously. <laughs> Podcasts, YouTube, email list, LinkedIn, Twitter. Would you advise someone that they hit all of those platforms? Pinterest is another one. All those platforms up front and sort of scatter the focus Absolutely and do one thing on each one. Not. Okay, unless so how do you do this? Unless your main focus for your business is SEO, in that, and what I mean by that is like if your core business model is based on you having to rank in Google, you should not go out the gate with all social media platforms. You will drive yourself crazy. You will not have enough time to make the content for all of it or even manage it. You need to find, and this is what I always do with all my clients because I charge per platform if, you know, if I'm consulting for everything. Mm. So I say, let's pick the top three. 
And I always say three because three is a good number for you to manage. It's not too, it's not too small that you're really not being effective with your social media, but it's not too large that it's out of control. So you pick the top three, you know, and then you look at your business model. What is my business model? What are my services? What are my products? And then think about the target market that's on each platform and you pick three and you run with them. So this client I told you about earlier, it's a, um, it's kind of like a wealth management for people who want to give their money to nonprofits and help nonprofits scale at a better um, pace. And so his target market's not on Instagram, you know, like his target market's yeah. it's on LinkedIn and the Facebook platform and stuff. So we picked those platforms because they make sense. Um, unless your business needs to rank on Google, like putting content on all of the crazy platforms, like all at once is there's no reason to it from the beginning. Okay. Can we just quickly delve into the major platforms and just give people some advice on maybe what demographic is there and what's yeah. not? Because mm -hmm. I think you and I probably have a, a reasonable feel for it because we're on it so much, but someone who's diving into it may not have. So, I mean, at the moment for my, for my money, I mean, Facebook is the big kahuna. It's not going anywhere, right? That's uh -uh. reached a huge level of maturity. So it's not going to disappear overnight. Um, <laughs> what sort of um, businesses do you think need to really focus on Facebook versus, and I say this, versus posting on Instagram and just shuttling it to Facebook as well? What businesses do you, would you advise to sort of really focus on Facebook as a big platform? Anyone who provides a product that would hit that older demographic of maybe 45 plus, those people are spending time on Facebook. If people in their 20s, 30s are on Facebook, it's to quick message with a family member, catch up with a friend or something real, real quick. They're not necessarily scrolling all the way through. The other thing is if you're a major brand, um, kind of like, like a, a, not like a meme page, but just like a, a brand that is surrounding um, just content on the internet that you make and then you sell products because you build up the brand that works there too. But other than the older demographic, I would say Facebook doesn't really hit it, the nail on the head for anyone below 45. Instagram, definitely mm. young demographic millennials for sure. Um, and then that's also a great place for products and services. And then also if your target market is um, B2B, you'd be surprised. That's actually a really good place to advertise mm. as well. Okay. And then LinkedIn, um, professionals, doesn't matter the age group, but if your target market has um, accumulated some type of wealth, are high up in a management position in some type of business, or um, in general, just working in the corporate world, that's a really mm -hmm. good place to, to put your content. Pinterest, women mostly, um, and women aged 21 to 45, I would say. And that's good for moms. If your target demographic is mothers, new mothers, expecting mothers, whatever it is, that's a great place to go as well. Um, at Twitter, again, more corporate type people are on Twitter, um, young professionals, uh, middle age to maybe 55. Okay. I think that that's covered it mainly. I think, I mean, in the more generic ones, I mean, everyone needs to have a website. I would mm -hmm. say that's that's a, that's no like no argument there. Um, podcasting, I don't know. Is there a demographic for podcasting? Would you say, or is that something mm -hmm. that can get it's into? pretty it's pretty ubiquitous? I mean, you have yeah. podcasts like that are about dating, you know, and like really appeals to millennials. And on the other side, you've got like the Harvard Business School has mm -hmm. their own podcast. So really, podcasting is like 
that's a great platform for anybody. It's just, you know, making sure that your podcast channel is set up to be found by your target demographic because people have to go searching for that. And then you're going to have to cross promote your podcast Mm -hmm. on the other platforms to get people to move over to it and and listen to it. Yeah. Uh, Same for YouTube. YouTube is a little different. Um, it's it, it, You can't really advertise there. So really your content should go there if you're looking to share your videos with people and if you're really trying to build a channel specifically. Mm-hmm. YouTube has no demographic, in my mind at least, that it appeals to specifically. Again, I guess it would be a ubiquitous like a podcast platform as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. It's been interesting because um, you know that I'm working at a tennis coaching business and one of the things that I really have been doing is video analysis. Mm-hmm. which um, if you're, I guess, watching, because I can't demonstrate it to you right now, or listening, it is um, a photo of a player. At the moment, it's a photo. It could be a video, but it's a photo, let's say, of a pro player, and I've animated graphics over the top that point out the key points of reference that make that shot a great shot. And it's, you know, maybe a 20-second video. It's pretty short and sharp. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I started putting on Instagram because I spend a lot of time on the Instagram platform, and I love it because I get to engage with people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I realized um, last week or this week as I was getting no sleep was that I should still keep posting it onto Instagram, but I don't think that's where my key demographic is because I do want to sell video analysis um, for mm-hmm. tennis players. And I realized that it would probably be more on Facebook because they have money. It's an older yeah. demographic. Mm-hmm. And now just funny, just talking to you about it, LinkedIn as well mm-hmm. because that's where they would be. So yep. I think there's also something to be said about we all have the passion <laughs> that we love. Yes. That it may not be the right platforms for us. For our target markets, exactly. Yeah, LinkedIn actually would be brilliant. You should. And what's great about LinkedIn right now is it's untouched, unlike the other social media platforms, in that you really don't have to pay to get your content in front of people. LinkedIn right now, for the past few years, has really been trying to get content creators on there. So mm. they'll put your content in front of people organically without you having to pay for it because they just want people to consume the content and stay on their platform. LinkedIn makes money when people stay on LinkedIn, on their platform. Right. So it's a great place right now for entrepreneurs, people who have online businesses to go to. Okay, that, that's huge. I feel like I've gotten something out of this just talking about that because LinkedIn, to be honest, is a platform that I've neglected a lot. I mean, my, my profile back there, I haven't updated. I mean, it's probably still have my old website in there. It's just something that I haven't touched because I don't like it. Um, not that I don't like the platform, but generally people there are talking about stuff that I don't really have much interest in. Um, not that it's not worthwhile, but yeah, it's, um, I go there, I go to social media for distraction because I spend enough time creating content uh, and LinkedIn doesn't really distract me. It's normally quite serious, <laughs> but so that, that's the overview. So we talked about, you know, taking content, creating and then repurposing it, as you said, um, taking a video, for example, and turning it into quotes or turning it into a blog post or vice versa. You can always reverse the process as well. So that will hopefully help people with a bit of overwhelm. And um, we can certainly do more content on how to repurpose the tech side of it because I'd say taking a video and turning it into a podcast, it's not second nature for everyone. And there are yeah. easy ways to do it and really hard ways to do it as well. Mm-hmm. But let's go into, you mentioned Buffer. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned Zapier, which I also call Zapier. Um, although probably your pronunciation makes more sense. Because, <laughs> Zap, so, Zapier. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of tools, tech tools help us reduce overwhelm. What, what, are the, what are the big ones and what do they do in case people don't know what they do? So those are my main two. 
And then my third one is Planoli that I use for Instagram specifically because um, any businesses that I've done marketing for or for my personal use, um, the aesthetic of the Instagram feed is really important. So being able to see that grid on Planoli helps me. Um, it's not something that you get with Buffer, even though you could do scheduling for Instagram. But those are my top three, honestly. The if that, then this software in general, um, I've integrated that into my Alexa with my phone, all my social media apps. It has really helped me streamline everything and keep everything from making me crazy, honestly. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have, with all my clients, I'm managing what, like, 13 Facebook pages, their Instagrams, respective Twitters, <laughs> Gmail accounts. Like I have, I, it takes me 10 minutes to log into my own Gmail sometimes because I have to go through all the other accounts that I'm signed into for my clients. So the, if that, then this software buffer and Planoli have been like my saviors. <laughs> I just, um, when you say that, I don't get anxious very often, but just hearing that makes me anxious. It makes me anxious if all the time. <laughs> If this, then that. What's that one? I haven't heard of that one. That's just the name of the software that Zapier uses. It's just it's like a oh, um, okay. a call to action for tech from another tech like object software that streamlines okay. things. Um, so, for I, instance, I, I, like the Twitter, the tweeting for the YouTube Zapier. So yeah. it uses if that then this, right? So it's like if YouTube up if video uploaded to YouTube, tweet the YouTube link, and so that program is Got put it. into the software. Um, Corinne has, we've got Corinne Morrison watching, who's one of the women I'll be featuring the Sisters with Soul book. And Holly, she's an artist, she's a painter, and she's I'll asked how to, how to spell it. So I've put Planoli's AP and Buffer there. Corinne has said that she uses Planoli too, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, so just, just to dig into Zapier a bit because, or Zapier, uh, it's one of those ones that's a bit harder to describe in terms of how powerful it is, but. Mm -hmm. What so you've described it as so if if you do something here then you do that I have been on and it's extremely you can it's extremely powerful oh, yeah. I have used I haven't it even to, tapped it so for example I have used it with my email platform which is called Kartra it's an all-in-one e-commerce solution it does the emailing it does the tagging etc 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 it does the sequences so you know you can set up membership sites etc I have used Zapier combined with Squarespace, because Squarespace recently, maybe like a year ago recently, that introduced a Zapier integration where in their newsletter block, so someone goes into my website, which can go now because it's working, I finished it, um, go in there, you enter an email address, Zapier, when, when they hit the submit button, Zapier picks up the email address. It pings Kartra to see if that email address exists. If it doesn't, it adds it as a lead. And then it also adds a tag to that lead. So if that person has entered their email address on the front page and I've offered a free something or other, Zapier then tells Kartra to send out that free thing by email. So it's not just, Zapier is one of those things that I think when you get into it, it's a game changer. It does things mm -hmm. that no one else can do, nothing else can do. And I guess to be clear, it's sort of like the middleman. So it makes things work together. So it can mm -hmm. make... Instagram is probably not the best example because Instagram sort of rescinded a lot of things you can do, but it can make Facebook and Twitter work together. You said Twitter mm -hmm. and YouTube work together um, or Facebook and LinkedIn work together. So rather than you having to go and repost everywhere, it will automatically do those things for you. So Zapier is not scheduling. Zapier mm -hmm. is, as you said, it's if this and that, and it automates behind the scenes. But let's go into Buffer a bit because Buffer is 
a scheduling piece of software. So what is it, um, how do you use Buffer? And I guess, why why do you use that platform? I use that platform as well. Why do you use that platform, Polly, over other scheduling platforms? So um, I had used, when I first got into social media marketing, I mean, back in like 2015, I tried Hootsuite and mm -hmm. the app itself was so cumbersome, so hard to um, navigate the user experience on the app itself for the phone was just it was overwhelming and annoying so I moved to buffer because even though the desktop for Hootsuite worked for me the app didn't I moved to buffer because the app was just a lot easier to navigate and um, for me I don't do a lot of my scheduling from the desktop I do I do a lot from my phone so the app on my phone was the most important for me and it's, it's super easy how it works is and it, what's amazing about buffer is how much power you get for the free trial mm -hmm. you link all of your major social media accounts and then you can click which ones you want to add and then you can leave one out if you want to make a post schedule it and then you can click through each real quick just like really quick too and add the hashtags to the twitter posts but then you know they, you don't need them for the facebook post because Facebook, but like you can customize super easy and, and that's why I, I use Buffer. Yeah, I, I want to pick up on that. So first off, the free platform I know, so for, because I've just done it free, you can use up to, I think, three platforms. So if you have a Facebook and interest and, I don't know, a Twitter, you can do that for free. I think mm -hmm. there is a limit to how much you can schedule, but it, it's, it's like in terms of starting off, I think. It's perfect it because it's free. It's enough accounts that like, like I said, if you're following my advice and you're just starting out, you're not going to need seven different accounts yeah. on the app, you know? Yeah, I have eight. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a different kettle. And now fish. we're thinking about LinkedIn, which you and I now have to schedule another call and talk about how we would we would leverage yeah. that. I'm getting some ideas now. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Uh, and the, the other really big thing that I want to point out to people, and you just mentioned it in passing, is that you can customize what you're posting for each platform. Now, that's huge because, as you said, you don't want hashtags appearing on your posts in Facebook. Because to anyone who knows even a little bit about social, it's very obvious that you're kind of spamming everything, your shotgun approach, you're just yeah. clicking and releasing everywhere. Even to someone who doesn't know why you shouldn't be doing that, it looks kind of spammy. Um, mm -hmm. And also, really important, the tags and tagging people on Facebook and Instagram works very differently. So um, I can tag, for example, I can tag Holly on Facebook one way, but that tag doesn't work on Instagram, Instagram unless the tags happen to be exactly the same, which sometimes mm -hmm. they are, but often most of the time they're not. So I think it looks very um, unprofessional. I don't know if that's the right word. When you have a tag appearing on your Facebook page, that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, Facebook, you can put URLs in there if you want to if you want to click the link yeah. to your website. My exactly. biggest pet peeve, my biggest, I know this is crazy to have this as a pet peeve. My biggest pet peeve in social URLs media marketing is when I see URLs in the caption of an Instagram post. I'm like, especially when it's an ad for someone who's trying to tell you that they're going to teach you about social media marketing. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cause like that doesn't go anywhere, girl. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and the list of pet peeves. Yeah, I knew where you were going with this before you even. Before we move on, one more story. So you might think that like most people grasp the concept of social media, including older no, people now. You just feel it, right? But I told you about this client earlier who's just starting out, doesn't have a lot of time, doesn't have a lot of money. I was explaining to him the concept of social media, and one of the things was um, that he 
didn't quite understand that a username, if your username is XYZ on Facebook, doesn't mean your username is that on Instagram. Sometimes people are able to grab the username for Facebook, but it doesn't work for Instagram or Twitter or vice versa. And that tagging phone on Facebook doesn't mean that they're tagged in the Twitter version. <laughs> Which, you know what? God bless him. He's a great guy. He just was a little confused about that. So for the older generation um, who might be you know, listening in, usernames are not cross-platform ubiquitous. They are singular for each platform that they are created for. Holly, you got someone saying hello to you. Bibek. By Bibek? Bibek. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, but what was I, was I going to say? Yeah, it's just a real quick one. Then we'll go back to the social media content. Because I think the way this goes is you, you start a conversation about this and it wends and waves its way in between all the shortcuts that you and I have, have gathered. Because <laughs> when you go into this business full force, you learn a lot of tricks. And I said, literally, blood, sweat, and tears. And you just got to go in. Like mm -hmm. if you find one, if you want to find one thing that works for you and it's different to us, then use it because everyone will find, find their own way. Um, but yeah, you're talking about URLs and Instagram. I, I don't understand that particularly when it's a really convoluted one. Uh, mm -hmm. I can understand if it's going to be a website, but when it's like, you know, a blog post, yes, and it's something, 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 slash something, slash blah, 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 dash, blah, 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 dash, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, seriously? Like oh, I love it. Instagram allows you about 2,000 characters for your caption and like a 1,000 of it is a web address. Like you really, <laughs> actually, I, can't even, I can't even copy paste it. So I'm, okay. Exactly. So there, we digress. <laughs> I get worked up about that too. It's like, what are you doing? Anyway, <laughs> leaving that to one side. So we've talked about buffer. Oh, yes. And so you can get the free, you can get the free um, starter plan and it's not a trial basis. You can keep going for free. You can have three mm -hmm. platforms, which I think for a lot of people is going to be more than enough. It's Facebook, enough. Instagram, yeah. and one more, right? Uh, and then it, I think it may have a limit on how many posts you can do, but it's more than enough to start. So that's Buffer. Now, you talked about Planoli, which Corinne also said she uses Planoli. So where does Planoli come into it for you? Because Buffer can um, schedule yeah, Instagram. Instagram posts. So why do you use Planoli? Um, it's for the aesthetic. A lot of people on Instagram are looking for their newsfeed to just look like perfect and the aesthetic is so important so being able to see all my pictures in one spot what it would look like on the feed after they're all posted and for me to be able to drag and drop the images mm -hmm. so they can kind of create some type of um visual flow you know from the bottom up is really important for me i don't know it's not that important for other people but that's why i i prefer personally for it and I think it's really important going into business to know who you are. I mean, for someone, particularly a guy who's just selling, but just posting about stuff, very often the aesthetic of how their Instagram looks. Looks is, um, is not as important. Exactly. Yeah. As like a lifestyle yeah. blogger or a brand that sells stuff to, to women, stuff like that. Like the, again, it's just, it's like your target market. What's your target market expecting from you? And yeah. where is your target market at in general? So that's just one of those things. I used to know only because of that. Uh, I think fat, yeah, lifestyle and fashion, very often they want their feed to look a certain way. I'm sure most people have seen the checkerboard sort of layout with um, quote, photo, quote, photo, and it has that sort of nice layout. There are other people who have even more complicated ones. I will say it is extra work. Um, mm -hmm. I guess if you're scheduling, it's okay. But you do sometimes, and I got to this point last year, which is why I've given it away, is like kind of I want to put a photo of, but it's quote time. So, you know, to, to each their own. So Planoli allows you to see in advance the or how your Instagram feed will look. Um, so you can schedule through there. 
so what else? We've got, we covered Buffer. We've covered Planoli. I, I guess in terms of where to start, we talked about just starting, I guess, wherever you can. So if it's just with one, with one. What about time of day? What would you advise someone? Time of day is, that's honestly up to you. So if you have a nine to five, obviously you're going to have to figure out when you're going to do it. Is it going to be at that evening time or are you going to wait for the weekends? But for me, I know where my natural energy levels are. If you don't, like you don't need to get some fancy app. You can just write it down every day. Like think, when did you feel the most energized in the day? Is it in the morning time, mid-afternoon, evening? For me, I work best mid-afternoon to late evening than I do in the morning. So when you're batching content creation, it's a lot of brain, <laughs> a lot of brain mm-hmm. activity going on. So I suggest doing it at the points that you know you're at your peak because you need that focus, you need the drive, you need the energy. So if you know that you're better on a Wednesday in the evenings than you are on a Monday, then that's when you do it. And how do you, uh, Corinne has just said very important to me too, I think that might be the aesthetic of my Instagram feed. Um, How do you recommend sort of doing the content creation side of it? So we talk, for example, with my business is trying to get four weeks ahead. I'm getting there. Um, With three businesses, it is not the easiest thing in the world, but I'm getting there. How would you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm honestly thinking about making you, making your goal three weeks now thinking about it. Well, I think this is really important one step at a time, right? So mm-hmm. when, whenever you hear someone say something, let's say it's four weeks or two weeks or you need to do 10 things, if you can only do one thing, just do the one thing. Don't let perfection mm-hmm. get in the way and go, oh, my God, because I can't get four weeks ahead, then it's useless. I'm just going to go by the seat of my pants. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of how to – you talked about batching. So talk us through batching versus, I guess, just doing it randomly, haphazardly all over the place. Okay, so I'll just basically start with my what my process is. So what I'll do is I'll sit down and I create first a content calendar, which is different from your content scheduled creation mm-hmm. batch stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to call that. So your content calendar is first thing I do is just pick go online and find out what are like the major um, national day of donuts, like that kind of stuff. What are the big ones for the month coming up? And then I'm like, okay, which ones align with my target market? I pick them out. I put them in all on all the dates. Then I think, okay, maybe I have a new product coming up in February. When am I launching the product? Put mm-hmm. that, write that in. Or maybe like I'm announcing a new service that I provide or whatever it is, whatever my client needs done. Then from there, I can say, okay, so I'm going to make a piece of content for National Donut Day and how am I going to tie that into what my, my client does? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to link it with a blog post. Okay, a blog post about what? About donuts. So then I know that I have to have a blog post about donuts done and I have to have an image for Instagram done. And then I know that I need a Facebook post and maybe I need a Twitter tweet. So from there, I've got my schematic for what I need. And then I do that for every single week. And then I sit and just like in two to three hour increments, I make all the Instagram posts. I make all the Facebook posts. I make all the tweets. I write the blogs, blah, 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 make the videos, whatever it is. And I take breaks in between because it's a lot of work to just sit there and do all the content. Um, And then, yeah, and then usually take a break and then put it in all the content I've created, put it into the scheduling software for that client to be sent out. And that's it in like a nutshell. I, do, I just want to talk about the, the how draining it is because it's creative work. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if everyone's like this, if you're like this, but I have found that it's incredibly draining doing even an hour of that work because you're really, it's, as I said, it's creative. But also mm-hmm. I get incredibly hungry 
Oh yeah, <laughs> I always do this at a restaurant. Doing content creation is going to make me obese. It, it really, it just, <laughs> I get so high because I think the brain works on on glucose. I just get so hungry when I'm doing content creation. Is that just me? Does that happen to you as well? No, it's you're using so much brain power because not only are you using the creative side because you got to come up yeah. with the graphics and like what the, the image and the color and the quotes and come up with the the creative part of it. On top of it, you're using your strategic, your tactical parts of your brain. You are you're you're having to be disciplined to to stay there and do the work. So you're using so much of your brain space that the energy you are consuming is over the top. So I get really hungry too when I do content creation batching. I usually end up having to do it at a coffee shop or a restaurant. Drive the servers crazy. <laughs> the, the, the coffee shop knows who I am now. It's just because I go in there and order this, and I sit there with my laptop. They they know me. I'm a familiar face. Um, Corinne <laughs> has said me too. She's also pregnant. She said try being pregnant. Oh I, no! I, I being pregnant. <laughs> no, um, <you> don't. <laughs> um, Holly, Holly might want to, but oh yeah, I, in the future. But I won't be doing I'm, content batching during it. I kudos to you, girl. <laughs> I mean, Corinne, you're crazy. Let, let's just put it out there. I mean, you, you, you're one of us. But I mean, yeah, being pregnant at the same time is not something that I, I can't. What am I even talking about? I can't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Corinne has just written. Ha, ha, ha. This is my favorite podcast episode of all time. Oh, my God. Okay, This just reminds me of when we did our interview and you talked about the Sports Illustrated. They said they had a girl, a woman breastfeeding. Yeah, so she walked down the runway. It was the stupidest thing. And you can quote me on that. Everyone can quote me on that. You talked about that being sort of they were trying to up their game from the last year, which was what they they had a pregnant lady. A pregnant lady, yeah. No, no, no. They didn't up their game. No, no, no. Um, They were trying to one-up a fashion designer who had a pregnant woman walk the runway during fashion week. First, I don't know if it was New York or Paris or whatever. But it was all a publicity stunt. But welcome to the world of marketing. <laughs> I, I just remember that because I was going to say I can one up that. It's like if you actually get the woman to give birth on stage, that that would be, wow. you know, on a runway. <laughs> 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 Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> they say all, all publicity is good. All new, all publicity is all, good, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Corinne has written, let's be honest, you have to be a bit crazy to be an artist. I, I think that's that's very true. Sure. And I, I think what I've learned is that artists, the, the term is anyone who's using their creative brain. I think anyone who really is an entrepreneur is an artist as well. I think maybe mm-hmm. in a different way. But you need to be so creative to sort of, and crazy, to sort of think that you have, as Gary Vaynerchuk would say, the audacity to go out there and think that your idea can change the world and that you can you can do that. So I absolutely hear you. Um, so Holly, before we wrap this up, you talked about, so that was a scheduling it in, and you talked briefly about the creating of it. Um, you said you do it was in two or three hour batches. So you sit down and knock out the Instagram posts and then you will have a break and then you knock out the other things. Is that how you do it? Yeah, exactly. And honestly, it, I could sit here and tell you that it always takes me this amount of time to do the Instagram posts. It always takes mm-hmm. me this amount of time for this. But it really does vary from month to month. If the content yeah. is a little more um, convoluted, I need to be more in-depth with the blog posts. I don't have a lot yeah. of other blog blogs or articles or research to base the content off of or whatever it is. It, it can vary in time. But once you get to the swing of things, two to three hours for each Mm-hmm. Like platform is about enough to get you the majority of the content for two to three week period. Okay. 
And is that how far you would, I mean, I, as I said, I'm just trying to get a week ahead and you've got to start where you are, but is that in general, what would be an ideal sort of time frame to get ahead of the game of two to three weeks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I suggest four weeks because it does help you down the road, like mm-hmm. majorly, but in reality, most people are only really able to hit that two to three week goal. Okay. All right. So we, we've definitely talked about a lot of things, a lot of the what we were going to talk about and then some unrelated things like how much we hate URLs and Instagram posts. <laughs> Is there anything that you wanted to add that we haven't covered, Holly? No, actually, we hit everything that I was interested in talking about. Okay, that's cool. I, I really think the main thing for people watching or listening is that, you, as Holly said, bite the bullet. I think you just need to start. So even if it's scheduling in one post a day on one platform, at least having some skeleton because then you can build on it. And mm-hmm. really, really, I keep emphasizing this, and this is from my own personal pain. I'm not preaching this to anyone. Do not try to do it perfect. And if you're mm-hmm. one of those people who tends to overestimate what you can do, because that is me, like it's written in my DNA, underestimate it and then surprise yourself rather than overestimating and disappointing yourself. That's mm-hmm. just a general overall tip because it is so easy when you're doing things by yourself to get hugely overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and very often there aren't a lot of people you can talk to about the entrepreneurial journey, which is why I love having you over in Australia because we can talk about this stuff like URLs mm-hmm. and Instagram. Most people on the street hearing that being like, what the hell are they talking about? Exactly. But it is, I have found it very difficult, at least here in Australia, to get around people who are, who are like-minded. So if, if you can get around people like that, whether it's joining a Facebook group, whether it's listening to a podcast and just so that you know you're not alone and it feels a little bit less lonely because the entrepreneurial journey is difficult. Um, that's how I found it anyway. I'm sure Holly has found it very, very easy, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> I could write books on how it was not easy, how it is and not that, easy. That was a joke, by the way, but thank I you for, for clarifying that because people on the podcast would not have heard. Make sure they didn't, in case they didn't catch the sarcasm, that they understood. <laughs> All right. So, Holly, before we wrap this up, um, what what is it? Maybe we should have led with, led with this. But people will become more familiar with what we do as we go on. So what is it that you do and what's the best way to get in touch with you? If you don't know, I've put your um, at Holly J. Nelson tag underneath your video. But what is it that you do and what's the best way for people to get uh, in touch with you? So I do business development, marketing strategy, app project management, um, and consulting for all of that. So basically, I'm not the person you go to if you want someone really... Um, to just do everything for you. I want to work with you for your business, coming up with concepts and ideas and strategies together to get you to that next step, that next level. So you can find me um, at my website if you want to book a consult um, online or in person. Um, it's hnmarketing.co. And uh, you can just fill out the contact form on the first page. Cool. And I'll link this up all below. Uh, just for the OCD people out there, it's not .com, it's .co. Um, Louise, you know, Louise looked at your website and went, well, is that a typo? Is that a .com? It's like, no. No. They're just out of interest. <laughs> Do you know what hnmarketing.com goes to? I think it's like a, a marketing company in like the Netherlands or something. I don't know. <laughs> I want to Google it now. <laughs> I know that every now and then I see someone from HN Marketing view my LinkedIn because I, I've made a, um, a separate like 
LinkedIn page for myself, but there is a company called HMR. Hey, it's Adrian. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Make sure to subscribe to keep up to date with all our future episodes and also follow us on social at the F2F Project. Speak to you soon.